Today is October the 11th. Today, we'll see David rebuilding his kingdom after a civil war. Yesterday, we saw how uh, Absalom rebelled against David. Practically the entire nation went with Absalom. There were still many who sided with David. It was, in essence, a civil war. Um, at the end of uh, chapter 18, David is mourning the death of his son, Absalom. If you remember, David is a man of deep emotions. Uh, his deep emotions and honoring the family of Saul won over the tribes of Israel. Well, in chapter 19, um, Joab finds out that David is crying over his son, and he's, he's over the top. So Joab actually chastises David. He says, listen, you keep crying over the death of your enemy. Uh, I guarantee you that tomorrow your army will have abandoned you. So David takes Joab's advice. And um, he finishes what he's doing. Now, David had located in the city of Mahanaim. That is probably on the other side of the Jordan River. It, it's near the mountain of uh, Gilgal, I believe. Um, we find that in 1724, David was in Menahayim. That's where the center of his army was on the other side of the Jordan. Well, in verse 8 of chapter 19, David sits in the town gate and people begin to come to him. It's interesting. Uh, Mahanaim is uh, the place where Ishbosheth was anointed as king. If you go back to 2 Samuel 2, Verse 8, this is where uh, Abner uh, anoints Ishbosheth, king over Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, the land of the Asherites, and all the rest of Israel. Um, David goes to the center of uh, the Israelite former uh, uh, fortress. Um, maybe perhaps because he's there, the first ones back are the tribes of Israel, the 10 tribes, not even David's own tribe of Judah is the first to welcome him back. The 10 tribes of Israel come and says, uh, Absalom is dead. Um, come and be our, our king again. When they do that, uh, Amasa, the general of Absalom's army, comes with him. Look what David says in 1913. David told them to tell Amasa, since you're my own flesh and blood, like Joab, may God strike me and even kill me if I don't appoint you as commander of my army in his place. Now, why did David do that? One is to win back Judah. Um, another 
Joab is the one who killed Absalom. And David has seen Joab in uh, killing Abner when Abner was going to bring the rest of the tribes of Israel to David. Uh, Joab avenged his brother's death at Abner's hands. Uh, David kind of realizes that Joab, he is not overly loyal to David. He's in it for himself. So he says to Amasa, I'll give you the armies. Well, Amasa brings Judah back with him. Uh, Judah uh, now comes to meet David in Menahiam, and they take David back to the city of Jerusalem. Over the next several chapters, David rebuilds uh, his kingdom. At the end of chapter 19, from verse 41 to 43, there is division between Judah and the ten tribes of Israel. The ten tribes of Israel says, we came back to David before you did. Why did you get the honor of bringing the king back into Jerusalem? And they said, well, he's one of our kinsmen. He's one of our tribe. And a great division broke out between Judah and and the rest of the 10 tribes. In chapter 20, we have another revolt. In chapter 21, the Gibeonites come to David and say, Saul uh, massacred us. We want to take revenge on Saul. He found seven grandsons or great-grandsons of Saul still alive, gave them to the Gibeonites. They killed those seven. Chapters 22 and and 23 are songs of David, mostly about history. David remembers the good old days. But when we come to chapter 24, David angers the Lord by taking a census. Now, what was it about the census that was so bad? The problem is uh, typically you would take a census for one of three reasons. One is to know how many fighting men you have. Two is to know how many people you have so you can tax an appropriate amount. And three, you take a census so you know how many workers you have in case you want to institute a levy. A levy being uh, you force the workers of uh, Israel to work for the king for a certain number of months during the year in the king's building projects. At any rate, the Lord was angered because of the census. Um, David and he work it out, but at the end of David's life, things are not going well. Yesterday, we we saw Nathan's prophecy fulfilled. It continues being fulfilled today. It's not only David's family, but his entire kingdom that is threatened by his sin. As a result of that threat, Israel at the end of David's life is fragmented. It's, it's fractured. There's a strong division between Judah and Israel. Next week, uh, when we start First Kings, we'll see how that strong division actually results 
in a divided kingdom after the reign of David's son, Solomon. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll find out how to deal with fools.